0: And welcome to another episode of the Sartorio and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance. Coming back one more time, let's jump right into the download. Well, this week's download isn't really a download, as it is simply to talk about the fact that Stadia is being put out to pasture. No, I don't rejoice, simply because it's was an innovative concept that never really delivered on the promises that google set forth way back in 2019 and also i have uh, on this podcast and on the nrw checkpoint have expressed my dismay with cloud only gaming especially when they are looking to simply emulate the traditional model of video games whereas you don't have a console you have the cloud and you still purchase games and that's very kerfuffle that problem is exactly what we're seeing with stadia what happens to those games how do you access those games once the service goes offline and you're seeing what would happen In this case, now the Stadia is dying and getting back to that. But I'll get back to that in a second. One of the the biggest issues I have is, well, one, when Stadia was announced, many people online talked about how long will it be before Google Google kills it? Because Google has a habit of of doing things half-assed and then killing it when it doesn't gain traction. Uh, We saw it with, with Google Plus and a whole bunch of other stuff. Over the years, there are websites that are dedicated to the graveyard of Google apps and services that have been put out over the past few years, and now Stega, Stega Stadia, Stega, uh, Stadia is now joining them, and. One of the interesting aspects of this shutdown is that developers, employees were not told beforehand. Developers weren't told at all until the public announcements. Employees were told 45 minutes before the public announcement, which was, in my opinion, real shady. It's a great way to really keep your employees uh, morale up as well as really good way to really shit over your partners who are actually making games for your service they should have been told ahead of time that way they can plan and prepare uh, what to do with their games so now sega will officially uh, sega i cannot get that sega off my mind today maybe i need to play some sonic but stadia is going to officially shut down in january of 2023 and at least google is giving refunds for uh game purchases through the Stadia store as well as hardware that have been purchased uh, via uh, a Google account. But a company like Google can do that. They can eat that cost and refund people to try to retain somewhat goodwill. What happens to companies that aren't as benevolent in that regard or just aren't as stable as Google it could literally disappear overnight when it comes to a cloud gaming service? What happens to all those people and more importantly what happens to the progress of all all of the individuals uh, that have been dedicated in utilizing Stadia, what happens to their progress in games like Destiny? What happens to their progress in games like Outriders? At least Ubisoft has announced that all of the individuals who purchased uh, games via Stadia will be able to get their PC counterparts for that game. So in that way, at least they are getting the games again. But again, all that data and progress is gone. Unless with Ubisoft's case, I know they have that and i forget what it's called their ubisoft uh, program where it links your account to all your games so that may be a way for uh, those individuals to get their progress back in some way shape or form but rest in peace stadia you you tried i i just really wish that google would have implemented its full vision of Stadia instead of launching it half baked, never really rolling out all the features and then killing it on first party development very quickly into the process, maybe a year in a process. That Google never really Google never went all in. And that's the problem with Stadia. They never really went all in. You look at Microsoft, Microsoft got in with the Xbox almost 20 years ago. They were humongous software behemoth who felt as though they can get into video games and the xbox the original one was successful but not a success if that makes sense Uh, it didn't change the gaming market it did not um, change the landscape of gaming in that way halo did you know, you had a couple other games, but overall, no, it wasn't until the 360 that the Xbox as a brand really hit a stride and it started to really catch minds, catch, excuse me, hearts and minds and mind share of the video game industry. Now, obviously they killed a lot of that with the Xbox One, but just in general, Xbox is a brand, but that took years and years and years and years of Microsoft pointing money, courting developers, building relationships to where you see the fruits a lot of the fruits of those relationships really bear out now in this generation and coming with the sort of partnerships they've developed over the past really 10 years if not more really going back to 360 but it seems like with specific game pass there are a lot of developers and partners that are coming to the table that have never been there before and it's something that took a while and unfortunately Google does not have a track record of really sticking in there and growing and maturing a product line so it's pretty sad because stadia really could have been something special but google nerfed it and that's really hard to say about that so that's my download rest in peace google stadia let's get into short takes now as i've said before it is the month of october oh scary movies and movie season is a Bound. And one of the things I'm looking forward to watching this month on Netflix is Guillermo Del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. I've always been a fan of horror anthology series, and they released the full trailer for this a few days ago. And it is star studded in. Um, I can't even begin to name all of the stars that are there, but it looks really cool. And de Tomo has a, uh, he has a flair, he has a mind for her. So I'm really looking forward to this, but also just a random thought from watching the trailer. Crispin Glover does not age. I mean, he ages, but he ages really, really, really well. If you're not familiar with Chris Glover, Chris Glover played George McFly in the original Back to the Series movie. That's almost 40 years ago. He looks phenomenal. I'm just like, wow, that's Chris Glover? He looks really, really like he has aged well. I am surprised. There's so many people in general who, 40 years later, you know, look the same, look totally different. He looks he looks absolutely great. I was like, man, what what fountain of youth is he drinking from? And I know that's not necessarily about what the trailer was about, but you know things kind of stick out to you. So that's my take on that. Uh, next up is Heart of Stone, uh, from also Netflix. So Netflix had this big uh, To Doom event uh, last week, week before, at least at the time of this tape. I think it was last weekend, and they really showed off a whole bunch of projects they have coming soon. One of them was Heart of Stone, and this is a Gerald Godot led action flick where they are leaning heavy on the realism when it comes to the action to make it believable as possible. Now, this is I am not trying to knock Gal Gadot, but she is very well suited for these sort of movies. I mean, even she came to prominence in many respects in the Fastest Furious series. Obviously, she's Wonder Woman. She did Burn Notice, not Burn Notice, Red Notice uh, with Xerox and Ryan Reynolds. So these sort of gritty action movies. I'm not trying to tell sex is what, is what she's built for. She's very believable in these roles uh, compared to maybe some of the more dramatic roles that she has has been in over the years. But yeah, this this looks like a definite win uh, for Netflix and Gal Gadot. It's, it's right. It's right up there in her wheelhouse and what we know her for and quote unquote love her for. The last trailer in Short Takes is, well, The Last of Us. HBO released the teaser trailer for their uh, video game adaptation, adaptation of the uh, Sony Naughty Dog production and while i have never played the games i'm very familiar and i was very impressed with the trailer uh, that i saw if we still have hbo max at that time when it comes out sometime next year i will definitely watch it it looks like i really like the style and i think for me compared to playing the game that sort of story is something i want to watch compared to what something i want to play so that's my take on the last of us all right let's get into some Hawk. now this series i'm getting i wouldn't say miss marvel vibe so i'm just my impression of how things went in Miss Marvel especially. I was looking for more of a definitive ending and storyline to some degree with like a main villain much in the vein of previous Marvel series and it wasn't quite like that and I was perfectly fine at once I really saw how it evolved. I'm getting the same sort of vibes with She-Hulk. There is something for me being lost in the procedural or the sitcom aspect of the show and i'm looking for some sort of storyline some sort of defined storyline while i am enjoying the show there's there's something lacking for me uh tatiana mislahi is great i like this episode with with tim roth and his the whole retreat was awesome i think part of she hawk that i don't know maybe not rubs me the wrong way is not the the word I feel like there's not enough focus on She-Hulk, if that makes sense. Maybe this episode you got a little bit more, especially with the time. But I feel like the spectacle of everything is everything surrounding her and not her in in many respects you looked at the previous episode where they had that b story of mr immortal which was really good by the way i i probably enjoyed that than the a story with jen but you you see that a a lot even when titania uh titania you know coming she steals the show i just i'm looking for more meat in this series and again it doesn't have to turn into a drama or anything like that it could still be a switching comedy because when it started off We had a lot of meat when it came to She-Hulk. And also, the half-hour episodes don't help with that. They go by very, very quickly. Um, Actually, half-hour takes like 24 minutes or something to that effect. But I'm enjoying it. I'm just not enjoying it as much as I thought I would. And I'm hoping that we'll get some real resolution as to, you know, who the big bad is. Um, Also, can't wait to see her in her outfit or uniform and also i'm looking to see what comes out of the series if anything for the overall marvel universe so that's my take on she-hulk season one episode devin episode seven not devin who's devin so let's beam down to the cerritos for lower Deck, Season Three, Episode Six. I have three, three words for you for this episode: Deep Space Nine. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The Cerritos travel to Deep Space Nine, and I, as a fan of Deep Space Nine, I love. I absolutely loved this episode. Oh, with um, Nana visits of returning to voice Karen Norris, um Orange Shimmerman returning to voice Quark. I I loved, and I remember the Gamma Quadrant aliens from d Space Nine and their interaction with Quark. This was such, just such a great episode. I I think particularly because not just of the oh, and I forget her name, uh, the Orion lady, and seeing her really getting a chance to shine. Um, had nods to. Uh, Jake Cisco talking about let's sit, hang our legs out, and sit with the junior reporter on a promenade. Like that's awesome. Um, even I love the Cure watching the wormhole and you know she's thinking about Cisco. Like you, you, you know it, like you see that gaze and it's not a wonder, it's a where are you my friend? Sort of gaze. And I love that there was so many subtle nuances here. Even more than still sitting at the bar, I absolutely loved it. This episode this episode is clearly in my opinion the best episode of this season thus far and i am that this episode actually is making me look forward to whenever it crosses over with strange new worlds i'm really curious to see how they're gonna do it because then there's like a 100 plus year time gap between the two series but it looks interesting but also even going back to this deep space 9 episode i loved i was wondering where this took place next took place after dominion war so again this is maybe as ignorant of me because i haven't watched the first two seasons of lower decks but knowing this takes place after the dominion war and then seeing repercussions and people talk about it and wondering what happened or like that you see that tension From that war is still there amongst the people of Deep Space Nine. And I really like that aspect of it. It it doesn't just shy away from it. Even though this is a lighthearted series. It doesn't shy away from that tension that is there. It just shines a light on it in more of a comedic way. So that is my take on Lower Decks Season 3, Episode 6. It was absolutely awesome. Let's get into more of our Fall Essentials part two in this case now this is actually an item which i wasn't that familiar with until a few years ago um and i didn't get my first one until maybe maybe about three years ago and this is the henley now, if a classic or the classic polo and a long sleeve tee had a baby, in my opinion, you would get the Henley. Uh, it would surely be their offspring. Unlike the polo, uh, this is a shirt that you would wear with a blazer in a more casual setting. It's versatile. It's one that's for good, for work and play. Uh, and it's it's just really cool because you can button it, you can unbutton it, you have that long sleeve option. Also more important with the Henley you Can get textures, you get more of a you know rib sort of texture, thicker texture or thicker fabric with a Henley. Also, more of a thinner, uh, I wouldn't say t shirt ish, uh, sort of style, but that can be had as well. There's a lot of versatility when it comes to this shirt, um, but also, as well, you don't want to just put on a long sleeve tee sometimes, it just doesn't work with what you're trying to do, uh, and you, you're not. Wanting to put on a sweater at times because it's all sometimes not as cold. A Henley, in my opinion, is that perfect bridge between the two. And it's one that I see more and more in sort of popular culture, style culture. It's very much synonymous, in my opinion, with a sort of blue collar. And in, in my opinion, uh, which is absolutely fine. I just see that as more and more being... Uh, Transition into a higher fashion quotation marks uh, sort of realm with Hollis being styled, especially online with a lot of tutorialists out there. Uh, The Henley is an item which is, again, I'm all about very, very much about versatility, and it is a very versatile uh, shirt that I think that in this time of year is very beneficial for any man to have in their Wardrobe. So that's my take on the Henley. Now, the fragrance of the week is one that unfortunately I don't own and it has been discontinued, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. And this is Tobacco Oud. And what prompted me to pick this one was I saw some TikToks talking about tobacco fragrances. And with the season, tobacco fragrances fit right in with the autumn. So I wanted to highlight Tobacco Oud. Now, with Tobacco Oud, This is from Tom Ford. You're going to find notes of tobacco, oud, sandalwood, and patchouli. Now, this is one that was marketed for men and women. Like I said, it is unfortunately discontinued. You can still find bottles out there. It retailed before, I think it was about 250 for a 50 ml bottle. And the larger bottles, obviously, were a lot more time Pour fragrances are known to be potent. So projection and longevity were above average. It's classified as a woody, spicy fragrance uh, Has you know, it's one of those things where tobacco is one of those f- notes that I have really come around to over the past few years. And I think for me, it really comes down to finding the right tobacco note and tom ford's tobacco was one and is one that many people love so that's my take on tobacco by tom ford if you can get it get it because it's only going up in price since it's been disconnected discontinued not disconnected so what am i wearing today so this week i've been going through the house of english laundry and today's fragrance is london which is their equivalent or their take on creed Aventus. now this is a fragrance that i was surprised with because when i initially purchased it it sucked ass and i don't mean in a way of like it smelled good but the longevity projection was absolute garbage so i literally left it on the shelf for months before i touched it again and there was something in the process of it sitting there and the juices kind of settling maturing i don't know but it was a whole different fragrance when i tried it again and went from one to two hours of longevity to four to six hours of longevity i i absolutely love the smell I, and one of the things I like about it is, unlike Ventus, it has a vanilla in the base. So I really like the way that shines through with the musk um, and the other notes on the base. There's also a little bit of jasmine as well on that base as well. So I tend to get a lot of that. It is it is very manly, in my opinion, of a fragrance, So it's one that I enjoy wearing and I enjoy the feel I I get from wearing it. So that's what I'm wearing. London by English Laundry. So don't forget, if you want to smell good, make sure you check out Pete and Pedro for their line of designer inspired fragrances. Make sure you use the code EHAWKS10 or the link in the show notes to get 10% off your first purchase. Also, you want to you want to, you know give me man a couple dollars support uh support our patreon for just starting at one dollar a month get access to all of the sartori podcast a day before in addition to other content that is nowhere else on the web also check me out every week at the nrw checkpoint with my and brian Sav talking have about this week's latest and greatest in gaming releases of course, find me on social media, on Instagram and um, at Webster Style and the Satorian Geek on Twitter at Webster Style and on TikTok at underscore Webster Style. Make sure you drop us our line at info at Webster Style Magazine.com. Of course, find anything and everything that is Webster Style at Webster Style.com. Thank you again for joining. Me. Thank you for your listening ear. And of course, don't forget, stay safe out there and be blessed.
1: our Thursday. Well, to be. Why Wednesday? Uh, I don't... Well, I know last time... Well, I wore polka dot. You didn't work. Wear- right, Miss it. on them heels killing them. But I'm sure it's a Thursday. Bow tie Thursday. Pasta cream in your heels looking sherbet. Acting like you don't know the rules up in the workplace. Must I remind you it was till on your birthday. Don't get me wrong. I think we killed in the birthdays. And you picked a hell of fit for the church day. Let's say you picked the risk game. Oh, killing. Now you got the floor filled with bras that you purchased. Pick a color scheme that can match your very course. Yeah, Should have all that styling. Take it out. Clothes on the floor, pal. And no one girl should fit it All in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes. No one man should have all that styling. Take it out. Clothes on the floor, pal. And no one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes. Let's see what it seems. If it is what it seems. Do it again. Chicks be looking yeah. thick leggings, you know what I mean? I do Take a hint though, don't try to get me at a moment. No oh. Menth though, smoking hot, oh. rocking his pencil. Oh. Thin tie hairline, looking like a stencil. Oh. Minit- so no oh. lie of shopping in the utensil Thin. So stroke menthol, plain dang homie. I was hoping we could walk out with that bang bang, honey. <laughs> See them plain James funny, them plain honey, friends plain funny. Plain, we tell three? it crazy like that thing came on me. Hey mommy look a lady main thing. Fit popping like a main vein running blood color lips smashing with the hand clutch money holding back kind of funny. Can you tell me what's the price like of the Range Rover? Hang on me when we walking looking Gucci like that thing sprayed on me. Walking with a lip like an ankle sprain on me. Yeah, I rock the card again. She don't really want me because one man should have all that style. Take it off. clothes on the floor. styling take it off clothes on the floor pal and the one girl should fit it all in them jeans so take it off and let me see what's under them scenes oh you wanted to oh i completely read that wrong